Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and the Voice of Prophecy speaker, H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. shades of night till Jesus came to me, and with the sunlight of his love bid all my darkness flee. Sunlight, sunlight in my soul today, sunlight, sunlight all along the way. Since the Savior found me, took away my sins, I have had the sunlight of his love within. Soon I shall see him as he is, the light that came to me. Behold the brightness of his face throughout eternity. Sunlight, sunlight in my soul today. Sunlight, sunlight all along the way. Since the Savior found me, took away my sins. I have had the sunlight of his love Heavenly Father, Creator of the world, Redeemer of man, we come to Thee in prayer. We pray that Thou wilt bless this broadcast to all our hearers. Remember the sick and the troubled. We pray for the freedom of religious expression through the world and for the work of Christian teachers everywhere. In Jesus' name. of quiet rest near to the heart of God a place where sin cannot molest near to the heart of God O Jesus blessed Redeemer sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee near 
to the heart of God. That was Brad Braley, our voice of prophecy organist, playing He Leadeth Me. Wayne Hooper, baritone of the King's Heralds, has a song for us now about the day when our Savior comes. Wonderful morning. Oh. 
Now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, How the World Began. Let me ask you a question. When you've been alone beneath the stars or upon the sea, looking out over its vast expanse or contemplating some great wonder of the natural world, have you not thought, how did this all start? How did it begin? How will it end? Well, when you think about it, two things are certain. First, it didn't just happen. It's all too intricate, too wonderful, too scientific. And we're all convinced that every effect must have an adequate cause. That's scientific. Second, it hasn't existed forever. Modern science has finally dissipated that ancient notion. When radioactivity was discovered about 1900, it was clear to everyone who thought about it at all that there was a beginning, a creation in fixed time. Men may argue as to how the world came into existence and at what time, but all thinkers today agree that the world did have a beginning. It has not always been here. There was a time when there was no world as we know it now. And some of our modern thinkers go on to say that there will be a time when this earth will not be here. This, of course, the Bible-believing Christian will deny. 
He believes that this earth, renewed, made over again, will be the eternal home of the redeemed. Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Matthew 5. We remember also the words of Isaiah 45, 18, where we read that the earth was made to be inhabited. Now, how did the world begin? In answering that question, it would be well for us to seek information from some authentic source. So, we may look at the earth itself and study radioactivity and the decomposition of carbon-14, but we must admit that no human being was present at the creation of the earth. No newspaper reporters there, no radio commentators, no TV observers. Introducing a series of articles on this subject, one of America's most popular magazines began with a first-page declaration that in the discussion of cosmogony, the study of the world and the universe and their origins, is the striking fact that scientists today say that the story of creation as told in the Holy Scriptures is increasingly upheld by the findings of experimental science. But that's not all. They go beyond this and say that every mystery that science resolves points to a greater mystery beyond itself. And that's true. It points to creation. It points to God. Here's a simple record found in Holy Scripture. No man can go beyond it or behind it. Listen to the opening sentences of the Holy Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. No one can go back to the beginning. In the beginning, God. Read the wonderful first chapter of Genesis for yourself. Is there anything more majestic, more reasonable, more straightforward? Compare it sometime with the superstitions of the Babylonian so-called creation tablet. Here we have a Genesis creation itself. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. That's verse 3 of the Bible. The story of day and night and the rotation of the earth are here brought to view. The formation of the atmosphere. Next, the seas and the dry land were separated. Vegetable life was introduced. Then the creation of the sun, moon, and stars were their light available to this earth for seasons, for days, for years. Next came marine life and the birds. Then we read that on the sixth day of creation, God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then came the crowning act of creation, man, the masterpiece. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful. Multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. So it was done, and so it was written. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Then beginning with the very next verse, Genesis 2, verse 2, we have the description of the making of the Sabbath which itself marks off the week of seven days that has come down to us 
as an everlasting memorial of the creative power of a living God. This is the record as given by divine revelation. Why not believe it? Some people seem to think that they must have billions of years to accomplish what God accomplished instantaneously. What can be done with little power over long periods of time can be done with much power in short periods. Just think of that. In the light of modern atomic discoveries, it's easy to see now that the facts of creation recorded here in Holy Writ are absolutely scientific. Formerly, we took these statements of God's word by faith, but now we accept them by sight as well, in spite of Darwin's theory of evolution. Most historical evidence post-dates the flood of Noah's time, although earlier records are wiped out. Many archaeological and geological findings point to some great disaster like the flood. Prehistoric animals, vegetation found in fossilized states, frozen life discovered in Alaska and Siberia, evidences of sudden burial, widespread freezing. The atomic clock was wound up and has been running down ever since, showing that time as measured by the creation of the earth did begin at a definite period. How little we know even now of the mysteries of the world about us, which declares to every listening ear, God made the world. Or as the Apostle Paul put it to the philosophers of Athens, Whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. Acts 17.23 As Michelangelo painted the creation scenes on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel in Rome, he said, Only an artist could have made this world. And the great astronomer Kepler, as he pointed his telescope into the heavens, said, O Almighty God, I am thinking thy thoughts after thee. Behind the beauty of the world must be an artist. Behind the thought must be a thinker. Behind the numbers must be a great mathematician. Behind the undeniable, seemingly impossible reality must be the Creator. In the beginning, God. In the making of the world, we can see God's power glowing from the infinitely little as well as from the infinitely big. Hundreds of years before Christ, the Greek thinker Democritus concluded that all matter was composed of invisible and indestructible particles all of the same size. 2,200 years later, John Dalton, the English chemist, came to the same conclusion and called these particles atoms. Finally, our curious scientists began shooting tiny electrical particles against metal plates and discovered that most of them went on through as though there were nothing to stop them. A few were stopped and some were deflected as though by a glancing blow. This proved that what looks solid to us is really the well, it's a wall as open as an iron mesh fence to particles which are small enough. Leonard C. Lee in The Signs of the Times, America's great prophetic magazine, says that scientists have discovered now that every atom is composed of two parts, a nucleus and an electric field. These men of science tell us that there isn't one electron for each proton in the atom. And each electron is negatively charged and travels in an orbit around the nucleus as the planets travel around the sun. Think of it. Every atom, really a little solar system. 
Every proton in the universe, like every other proton, every neutron and electron, likewise. What wonders men are discovering. Ancient philosophers believed there were only four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. That everything was composed of them. Now our scientists tell us that there's a mathematical formula which fits all matter. Just think of it. The same pattern exists in the smallest atom and the greatest sun. This mighty power back of it all, which holds all things together, holds everything and all things in their orbits, is called gravitation, magnetism, or electricity. We call it by whatever name we wish. Like the writer of God's holy book, we can only say, Lo, these are but parts of his ways. How little a portion is heard of him, but of the thunder of his power, who can understand? Job 26, 14. Man has learned to release for destruction or for good a small part of his mighty power hidden in the atom. At Hiroshima, the atomic bomb released only 1% of the energy hidden in the atom. If the energy in one single pound of uranium or any other substance, even one just a pound of just plain water, were released, it would be equivalent to the burning of 3 billion pounds of coal or 200 million gallons of gasoline. Think of it. Power everywhere. It's the power of God in God's creation. Each atom a bundle of energy, but think of the power of the God who created them all. We ourselves are created beings and can comprehend only a little of the majesty and wonder about us. We may say through faith we understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. Hebrews 11.3. And with this utterly scientific statement, let us bow our heads in awe and worship before our Creator and say, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Father is omnipotent, on that you can rely, a God of might and miracles, tis written in the sky. It took a miracle to put the stars in. Took a miracle to hang the world. 
Now, this is Orville Iverson of the Voice of Prophecy suggesting that we allow the light of the world, Jesus Christ, to shine in our hearts and light our way. Then we can go forward in faith. Have faith in God, His Word, His power, His plan. Have faith in God, for what He wills, He can. Have faith in God, in Him the world began. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope, friends, that you will remember the voice of prophecy every Thursday morning at the hour of our worldwide prayer circle and have a part in the prayer circle by bowing your head and your heart in prayer, first for yourself and your own home, then for all those who listen to our broadcast. Every Thursday morning, prayer circle around the world. We hope this broadcast has brought spiritual blessing to you and to yours. Listen next week for another broadcast brought to you by the voice of prophecy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.